Hi, welcome to History Respond. I'm your host, Bob Whitaker. Today's episode considers Call of Duty World War II and why this game really annoyed me. In Call of Duty World War II, players control Ronald Red Daniels, a Texan who serves as a private in the United States 1st Infantry Division. The game's campaign follows Red and his platoon mates from the invasion of Normandy to the Battle of Remagen over the Rhine River. When I first learned about this game, I immediately thought about a guest scholar for the History Respond episode. Since I started History Respawn five years ago, I've been following the same pattern. Play a historical game, find a guest scholar to talk about the history behind the game, and finally, record an episode. With Call of Duty World War II, however, I had a tough time trying to follow the same pattern. The problem wasn't a lack of desire to play the game, or difficulty finding a guest scholar to talk about the history of the Second World War, but instead the realization that my audience probably wasn't going to learn anything new from the episode. The Second World War is a foundational historical event for the modern world, and it generates more public curiosity and lay expertise than any other conflict outside of the American Civil War. The public memory of the Second World War is so strong that even non-experts are often aware of trends in scholarship surrounding the event. What could I, or a guest scholar, possibly say about this war that hadn't already been encountered and dissected by the audience? Moreover, what could I, or a guest scholar, possibly say about the war that would overcome the established myths related to the conflict? My feelings on this topic seem to be confirmed by the sheer amount of historical analysis that appeared in the popular video game press around the game's debut. This analysis began even before Call of Duty World War II was released. In April, Keith Stewart wrote up a preview of World War II for The Guardian that chided the Call of Duty series for its commitment to realism and its use of history as a marketing tool. Also in The Guardian, Holly Nielsen discussed the potential for World War II to create connections between academia and games. In May, Rob Rath had an essay on Waypoint looking at the trailer for World War II and the continuing, sometimes pernicious, influence of films like Saving Private Ryan on games. After World War II was released, Charlie Hall had an excellent overview of the history behind Call of Duty World War II for Polygon, that included a talk with the executive director of the First Division's museum. Over on Waypoint, Rob Zachney wrote a great response to World War II that included some talk of Second World War historiography. And finally, Jessica Wells considered Call of Duty World War II's depiction of the Holocaust on Eurogamer. Whenever a popular historical video game is published, it's common to see at least a few articles looking at the history behind the game. This happened with a number of recent history game releases, including Battlefield 1, Civilization 6, and Mafia 3. But the sheer amount of history-focused articles published about Call of Duty World War II took me aback. Why was there such a dramatic uptick in the number of history articles on Call of Duty World War II compared to other history games? Obviously, a lot has to do with the popularity of Call of Duty, which would be one of the top-selling games regardless of what era the game was set in. Yet even in terms of Call of Duty, World War II sold particularly well, raking in over $1 billion in revenue in 2017. This makes Call of Duty World War II the best-selling game in terms of revenue 
in 2017, despite the fact that it was only released in November. What then is behind the special success of this particular Call of Duty game? I'd wager that a good deal of the game's popularity, and the reason we saw so many articles on the history behind the game, relates to the importance of the Second World War in the public's imagination. Whether it's a game, film, or television series, depictions of the Second World War are almost always popular. In terms of narrative and drama, the war offers a lot of compelling elements. It has a clear enemy, it has quotable world leaders, cataclysmic battles, and perhaps most importantly of all, thousands of photographs and newsreels which can be used as reference to create an authentic look for an otherwise fictional plot. People know what the war is supposed to look like, even if the authentic look of the war is based on highly sterilized and edited wartime photos and films. Because the Second World War is so important to the public's historical imagination, there's a very real sense in which people feel like they not only know the war, but they also own it. I see this a lot in the history courses I teach at Louisiana Tech, especially this quarter when I'm teaching both 20th century Europe and a course on the interwar crisis and Hitler's Germany. Whenever we come to the war, the experts come out, sharing their knowledge and opinions on everything from the D-Day landings to the Battle of Stalingrad to Hitler's last days in the bunker. And regardless of how I attempt to steer the class discussion to lesser-known aspects of the war, for instance, the war in China, there's very little change in the overriding preoccupations and curiosities of the students regarding the struggle. Now, quite a few scholars would be annoyed by this type of situation, but I am encouraged by the armchair historicizing that goes on in these classes. It shows that the students have the potential to be enthusiastic and interested in the past. The same goes for the writing of games journalists on Call of Duty World War II. I think it's a fantastic sign that there's so much eagerness for critiquing Activision's appropriation of the past. And in saying this, I want to make the point that I'm not trying to be paternalistic. History is something that belongs to everyone. And I think for historians, encouraging any sort of engagement with the past is really half the battle. Besides, as a historian who talks about video games on the internet, who am I to judge? What does annoy me about this attention for World War II, however, is the fact that we don't see this type of enthusiasm for other historical events or games. Whereas public expertise on the Second World War is overwhelming and largely unavoidable, we never see that same level of interest in other important historical events. Even other cataclysmic events, such as the First World War, receive scant attention by comparison, especially in America, where the government is in the midst of building a new World War I memorial because of the lack of public knowledge about the event. And note that the first time I read about this planned memorial was from a British news source. Other events, without the same drama or compelling events of even the First World War, don't stand much of a chance. Now, this problem with public memory is a problem that goes well beyond games, of course. In games, however, we have a stunning lack of academic engagement, especially from more traditional disciplines like history. Whereas scholars often push public knowledge forward in various mediums, including television, radio, and film, that same sort of presence is lacking in popular games. 
I created History Respawn in large part to attempt to address this problem. But beyond the scholarly guests that I've brought on the show over the last five years, I've been completely unsuccessful in building a larger academic interest in games and gaming. This has been the case despite the fact that I've been publishing a call to arms at regular intervals in places like the American Historical Association's website and the Washington Post. Shameless plugs, I know. Yet despite my annoyance with Call of Duty World War II and my own failures to reach other scholars, I think this episode has encouraged me more than any other historical game I've covered. It's thanks to Call of Duty World War II that I see the problems and promises of historical games more clearly than ever before. Thanks to this game, I know that journalists and others in the games community understand the importance of historical games on influencing popular memory of historical events. As a result, I feel less and less like I'm a lone voice in the wilderness yelling into a void, which is what running a YouTube series and podcast often feels like. In addition, I can see from Call of Duty World War II that it's past time for me to change my approach to scholars and public historians. Perhaps that means producing more podcasts. Perhaps it means more peer-reviewed articles. Regardless of the approach, it's time to change. I still think that if there's ever any hope to expand the range of public knowledge of the past, especially with regards to gaming, we'll need thorough and long-term engagement from scholars. I believe that can happen. I need to believe it can happen. Game developers, game journalists, and players are all taking history more seriously than ever. I think it's essential that scholars start to do the same thing. Thanks for joining me on this unorthodox episode of History Respond. Check back soon for rant-free, regular episodes of the show on Wolfenstein 2 and Assassin's Creed Origins. (laughs) 